What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast. This is episode 39. Happy Masters Week, everybody, and happy Masters Week to Matt, who's in Clemson, South Carolina, uh, right across town from me. I got the Masters on right here. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. So, yeah, Masters Week is awesome. Plus, we get it twice in six months. Um, So, it's pretty cool. Uh, Shout out to Wilson staff, since it is Masters Week. uh, Sponsor us. Yeah, a total of zero players are playing those golf balls in the Masters this week. (laughs) I was going to use, like, Pro Vs, but all I have is the refurbished ones, so. I could have broken out some Pro Vs. Too late now, though. Maybe Sorry, next time. Yeah. Wilson I mean, staff we, sponsors. Titleist doesn't like to shell out the money, so I think we'd be way out of their price range. Anyways, um, they don't pay for endorsements. So Sorry, you guys can't afford us. <laughs> Anyways, there's a lot going around, going on around the league as trade deadline approaches on Monday the 12th. Is that a Monday? That's right. That is this coming Monday. So trades are already happening. We'll get right into one right now. Winger Kyle Palmieri and center Travis Zajac from the New York, the New Jersey Devils have been acquired by the New York Islanders in exchange for a 2021 first rounder, 2022 conditional fourth round pick, and two depth prospect forwards, AJ Greer and Mason Jobes. And those guys are coming in from the New York Islanders. So Palmieri has eight goals, nine assists, and seven, 17 points. This year, but that's underperforming considering he has five straight 24 plus goal seasons. And then Zay Jack is a depth center, which every team is looking for a great third, fourth line center when it comes around to playoff time. So, my gut reaction, Matt, is that the Islanders, based on their goal, have won this deal because it puts them in a great position. I mean, Kyle Palmieri was one of the most sought after names at this trade deadline, and they get him almost a week before the deadline. So, yeah, my initial thought is like, I was talking with my friend, Mike, who was, we were talking about hockey and he's like, I really want Kyle Palmieri. And then literally the next day it happens. Um, This kind of reminds me of the trade they made last year, right before the deadline, they got Paggio and he immediately made an impact Um, started, you know, scoring goals and and making plays especially like in overtime uh he made big plays in that cap series in the playoffs so i expect palmary to do the same uh and zajac's no slouch so uh he's definitely probably going to be plugged into that third line uh pagio moves up to the second line so yeah the owls are they're ready to win now and, and with a coach like trots um i don't i can see them doing it yeah, without a doubt. And someone else who sees them doing it is the Devils GM, Tom Fitzgerald, who said, quote, I hope it's a 32nd pick, referring to the pick he got in the trade. I hope these two gentlemen go, go and win a cup, which is an interesting thing to hear from a guy in the same division as the team he's talking about. But for a team who's been going through a rebuild for how long now since they traded for Taylor Hall and we thought that was going to kickstart the, the whole process and uh, nothing has happened since then. So it's really tough for those guys who are so talented like Zajac and uh, Paul Mary, who are both in their thirties now and have spent a significant amount of time with the devils. 
I'm sure they want to see them do well because they just weren't able to build a team around them. Not that they are key pieces, Palmieri maybe, but they've just been, you know, horses in this time where they're not winning a lot of games. It has to be difficult for them. So I can see him saying that, but nevertheless, it's a classy move for a guy to ship two guys off and say he hopes they have success, especially winning a cup. I mean, Palmieri's done so much for that organization. Um, So, and, you know, it's weird. The Devils are a franchise that I don't know many people hate. Um, You know, Brodeur is such an iconic goalie. He's such a bigger, like, bigger-than-life personality as far as goalies. So, like, you want to see that franchise succeed, and they've been down in their luck since Brodeur left. Um, And it's just so classy of, like you said, of the Devils GM to say, like, look, these guys have done a lot for our franchise. I hope they, they go on and win a cup. Um, and, you know, and that's even putting like loyalty above getting a higher pick. Um, so de- definitely a classy move. Yeah. Agreed. So that, that is definitely the first of many moves, but I'll be honest with you. I won't be surprised if that's the biggest splash we see in the next week. I mean, I know Taylor Hall will probably get dealt. Um, but as far as guys who have been in the conversation for years and years, Kyle Palmieri comes up on every single trade deadline. And it, it's the same as Tyler Toffoli, who for three or four years in a row, when he was in L.A., every team just wanted to get down yeah. to Foley. And he, he never even ended up getting moved until he went to the Habs, right, and then signed with the Canucks this offseason. Yeah. Or maybe it's the other way around. But um, uh, Yeah, it is the other way around. Um. Because at one point, Tavoli led the league in scoring for right. the Canadians. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he's there this year. But, yeah, it's just one of those guys where the Devils are perennially, perennially outside of the playoff picture, and Paul Mary is always in the conversation for whatever reason. No one's been able to pull the trigger on him until this year. So I'm happy for those guys. I hope they don't win a cup because I want to win the cup as a Bruins fan. But <laughs> you guys are least- treading water. Right At now. least they can, yeah. Well, I think we're like five, three, and two in the last 10, but we don't look good. I'll tell you that much. Either um, way, it's good for them. And I envision them having a deep playoff run. So the Devils are going to have a high draft pick anyway, like of their own. So it's really not that big of a deal. Um, but I, I think, you know, with the lottery, I think the Sabres are going to have the best odds because they are just. They're so bad, but yeah. When you make that trade to a team that is obviously poised to make a run and which will be helped by the guys you're sending them, you have to assume that the pick is going to be the 32nd pick just to like, you know how they say like for the stock market, never put anything into it that you're not willing to lose. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like that. You have to assume the worst. And if the deal is still worth it at that point, then you take it. So he's already assuming it's going to be the 32nd pick. So I don't think it's as big a deal for him to say that. Obviously I'm sure he won't be complaining if it ends up being like the 20th pick. Well, it's honestly happening because they're tied for the division lead, like already. Um, right. I guess we're past half point, halfway. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Let, yeah, let's move on. Let's go up to the North Division, the Scotiabank North Division, where Jack Campbell has broken a Maple Leafs record, which is impressive because of how old that franchise is. 
He's won the most games in a row for a goaltender in that franchise. He's 10-0-0 this season. How's that? My gosh. Is, is Freddie Anderson still the Maple Leaf starter? I don't know if he plays. Yeah. To be completely I, honest with you. Because I know Curtis McElhinney has been playing there. Uh, Jack Campbell seems like he's their starter, even though he's only had 10 starts this year. So it's really a weird goaltending situation. And I think you have it in the notes here that they are – no, they're not looking for a goalie, but um, – who knows? Maybe they have an excess of goalies and they'll be looking to move them. Jordan Speech just hit a tree trying to punch out. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't topic, know what the goalie situation you, is there. Yeah, yeah. It's if Freddie Anderson is still there. He must be either hurt or just not playing well this year. Um, Maybe like a Bledsoe situation. He got hurt and then never got the opportunity. Although Toronto was playing really well to start the season, I'm assuming it was because of Freddie Anderson. Um, yeah, who knows? Jeez, if we do a hockey podcast, we have no idea what's going on with Toronto. I'm looking it up. Um, did you – all way off topic, but it is Masters weekend. Did you see DJ Shippen um, yes. earlier? Unbelievable, dude. Mm-hmm. I, he, like, hits the fringe, and it trickles onto the green. I'm like, dude, he left it way short, and it just kept going and going, and then it just trickled in. And then he proceeded to have two more bogeys to finish out the round. So, Okay. Anderson has played 23 games this year, so he, he has been the starter. But he got hurt on the 19th, and his status is open right now. They're not being specific about it. So he hasn't okay. played since March 19th. Well, and then Jack Campbell's obviously been the starter since then. Right. And one is 10-0-0. So. Right. Damn, good for him. Yeah, and that's, that's a deadline move from last year. They, they acquired him from the Kings. Um, so maybe uh, maybe that's why you had it in your head because if Freddie Anderson can't go, um, you know, down the stretch, they might have to to look for a veteran goalie, you know, to to at least back up. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, um, so interesting situation. About. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get into the Canucks. We'll talk about them for a little bit because first of all, they returned no new positive tests for the first time in the week. Uh, 22 people in the, their organization tested positive, and that includes more than half of the active roster, which is unbelievable. Uh, but they're set to return on Monday, April 12th, as they're in recovery right now. Don't expect them to play well out of that break if half the team has been dealing with COVID-19. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, Canada's been so strict about traveling and all this stuff. Um so yeah. obviously, nobody on the team has gotten it before. Um, so I, I don't know what they did different, but wow, talk about like a super spreader event yeah. that 22 people in their organization got. Um, Crazy. It's insane. Anyways, some good news on their part is they'll be starting up again on April 12th, like we said, which happens to be the trade deadline. But they also recently extended their new starting goaltender, Thatcher Demko. Um, what a name by the way yeah i know he's a he's a boston college probably not grad but he went there and remember he had a 40 save shutout in the playoffs last year um or maybe it was a one goal game but he had to step in last second because there were so many goalie issues in the bubble last year but yeah in the playoffs he stepped in and was the hero for at least one game but he's kept the momentum going he's having a great year this year 
and he's extended five years for $25 million. Uh, he deserves the respect, but the conversation for us immediately becomes about Braden Holpe, who is not having a great year. He lost the starting job after signing a two-year deal with them for, what, just north of $6 million a year? It was uh, 4.2. 4.2? Yeah. That's lower than I thought. But he's 4-6-2 and two with an 894 save percentage and a 3-5-7 goals against. Uh, he's not having a great year. And them signing that extension with Demko pretty much solidifies him as the goalie of the future, which puts Braden Holtby in a position to be drafted by in the expansion draft. Our new by, favorite team, the Seattle, Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Um, so my first thought is the Canucks, I guess they're, you know, they definitely had a tough time getting rid of Markstrom because he's been like a solid goalie for them. Yeah. Um, young and then too. to, to, stick with Demko and like allow him to prove himself and bring in Holpe who has proven himself. And then for Demko just to completely take over and win the job and Holpe to not be the person he was when he got signed. Um, It's such an interesting like dynamic and situation in Vancouver, but good for Demko and hope he's going to sign for 800,000 next year uh, in Seattle because he's now a bump. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the trade deadline. That's all we have to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, we don't have power rankings because we're no, no, about because this this is the more pressing issue at the moment. So you took this from the athletic Matt. Yeah. Here are the the sellers for this year that the guaranteed sellers, at least the teams who are not going to make the playoffs definitively: New Jersey, Buffalo, Detroit, Cal, Calgary. Sorry, usually it's Sorry, CGY. CGY yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I should have been able to get it. Uh, Anaheim and Columbus. Yeah, it's too late, but there yeah, you there you go. We just change it. Um, <laughs> and the, the definite buyers are Colorado and Toronto, but I think you have to add most playoff teams to that list. Uh, I mean, those are teams who have blaring issues who we know are going to be aggressive, but teams like Boston, New York Islanders are already have made their move, but they may not be done. Uh, Washington for sure. Pretty much anyone that is in the conversation is definitely looking for something right now. There's no perfect team unless you're the Lightning. So I think um, – um, let me give a shout-out to the guy. Uh, Sarah Goldstein, four oh. hours ago. Four hours ago wrote this article. So shout-out to her. Um, yeah, her reasoning is – Avs, Maple Leafs remain the consensus most likely to buy after the Isles got their deal done for Palmieri. Um, And then obviously later, and we'll talk about it because I put it in the script, but like Colorado's looking for a backup goalie Mm because Philip Grubauer's standing on his head right now, but he got hurt in the bubble last year and they were just, I mean, it's the reason Colorado. Pavel Frank, who stepped in and he was not good. He ended up being benched, didn't he? Yeah, and they're like emergency goalie came in in game seven so like mm-hmm. it's the reason they lost to dallas was because of their injuries so they're they're looking for a bat like a proven backup goalie uh rumor is tampa is as well because vasilevsky just can't do it all um i don't think toronto's looking for a goalie i think they have hutchinson right or no we just talked about it they have jack campbell um yeah and so i think they're looking you're for right though they story. do have hutchinson um yeah, I think they're looking for a number one defenseman too, Matt. Um, 
which who isn't, but, um, but they're definitely in the market for guys like David Savard and out of Columbus and Matias Ekholm is another name that's been out there. They Nashville is not a definite in a definite sell situation because they have been playing really well recently and could be making the playoffs. But Matias Ekholm is definitely a name that's been being thrown out there as a, a guy who's going to get a huge return, but would help a team a lot like Toronto. That's weird because it's almost like Toronto had a number one defenseman in Tyson Berry and they just. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they definitely need secondary score. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ekholm could be a number one defenseman in Toronto because Roman Josie has the net, like he is the guy in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see. Toronto pushing for him. Um, other people that are looking to buy, you know, Washington is looking for veteran presence at goalie. Uh, we have Vitek Banaschek and Ilya Samsonov, both rookies. Um, yeah. Ho- hope he can come back if Vancouver wants to retain 98% of his salary. Right. Um, yeah. So those are the, those are the rumored buyers. Um, and like you said, everyone's looking to buy right now if the market's right. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. Some of the goalies who have been in the conversation, you just mentioned Braden Holpe is not someone I thought of, but it's definitely possible. Uh, they are not in a playoff situation as we speak. They're up there, but they're not in one. Um, so he could possibly be, you know, on the block. Some other guys are David Riddick out of Calgary, Devin Dubnik from San Jose, and then Arizona's Antti Ranta. Those are three David Riddick, maybe not as much as the other two, but three veteran goalies that could really help a team down the stretch um, and be a contingency plan if someone goes down in the playoffs. Uh, Any Ron. That guy, <laughs> oh, he's got to be 100. Um, Devin Dubnik, wow, that's a throwback. Minnesota Ronta, Ronta won a cup in, in Chicago, didn't he? As a backup? Maybe I'm fully imagining that. No, I think it was – that was um, oh god, what's his name? No, he did. Okay, yeah. I might be losing it. I'm I'm definitely losing it. Um, and then there once was again, someone. There was someone ahead. else that played for Chicago, and he he died. I can't what? remember. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, he died in like a river, didn't he? Yeah, and it was, a, it was a black goalie. Yeah, gosh, um, what's his name? We talked about it on the podcast. I feel bad that I'm forgetting. He got in a fight name. too, like pretty recently. Yeah, he. Yeah, Blackhawks. Because he was on the ten team, the 2010 team. That's what was throwing me off. No, never mind. I'm thinking of Anti Niemi. Was on the yeah. 2010 team. Yeah, that's right. That's not him. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I can't think of this right now. Ray Emery. Oh, Ray man. Emery. That's right. Yeah. And he was a Blackhawks goalie, too. That's right. He was, yeah. So, Ray Emery, Auntie Niemi, Auntie Ranta. So, that's why all these names are. Hitting <laughs> me confused, but RIP uh, Ray Emery, and yeah, 
Niemi won it in 2010. Auntie Ranta won it in 13 and 15 as a backup to Corey Crawford. But Niemi was the starter in 2010. Right, right, right. Crawford was on that team now, but he He was, but he was a backup. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Anyway, so Ranta has won a cup, multiple cups. Devin Dubnik, I remember the year Hopi won the Vesna, he was like right up there for the Vesna trophy uh in minnesota so dubnik's a stud as well if he can find his game again that's right and uh he backed up josh harding remember and he got uh multiple sclerosis do you remember that story yeah oh my gosh this is i don't know why all the goalie tragedies in the nhl are coming to us but josh Um, harding actually played probably like a season and a half with multiple sclerosis which is unbelievable yeah, that was before Nicholas Backstrom, the goalie. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. And then Devin Dubnik took over Nicholas Backstrom for the while. Jeez, right. throwback. Anyway, there's a bunch of veteran goalies out there. Teams are looking. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's okay, it. let's let's talk about the Sabres, who are red hot. They're three, five, and two <laughs> in their last ten. <laughs> for this they've season, won, for this season, they are red hot. Matt, they've won two in a row. So which is the second best streak in their division as we speak right now. Um, this continues to prove that anytime we talk about something on the pod, the opposite happens. So yeah, which when which we is, first started the pod, the Islanders were on like an 18-point streak. They lose that night. And then 18 game losing streak, the Sabres that night, they beat the Flyers six to one. Which brings me to my next point, which is that there's no way the Bruins win the Stanley Cup this year. There's just absolutely no chance it happens. Um, oh, okay. So that's my official position and the position of the podcast. Anyways, let's continue talking about Buffalo because they're definitely in a sell position. Taylor Hall, probably a, a 99% chance that he's dealt. Uh, you know, by 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., whenever the actual deadline is on Monday, if they don't have anything, they'll take a sack of potatoes for him because they're going to get well to get rid of that cap hit. Exactly. Well, not even that because they aren't paying anybody right now. It's just the like they they need to get something out of him. So he will he will be traded. That is. So we talk about don't think I can jinx. We talk about Taylor Hall a lot. And it's because it's so sad to see someone who was drafted first overall win a heart with a below average team. You know, he was very vocal at the beginning of last offseason that he wanted to go to a contender and just like prove that he still got it. And now, not only is he on the worst team in the league, he might be like the worst top six forward in the league. Uh, and here's some of his stats to back that up. Two goals, 17 assists in 37 games. He's a minus 21. And I saw this stat on Twitter, and I I just confirmed it on NHLstats.com. He has a 2% shooting percentage, and it's 601st best in the entire National Hockey League. So what? He's so bad. He's top 700. That's good. 
Yeah, I mean, there's 845 players in the NHL, but like 200 of them haven't even registered a single shot. So he's 601st out of 624 registered a shot. And your boy, Tory Krugs, has the worst shooting percentage of anyone in the league that has a shot. (laughs) So So what you're saying is good move dealing it. (laughs) What I'm saying is Tory Krug is just as good as a shooter as Taylor Hall, and Taylor Hall won a heart trophy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, nice. What a great compliment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he will go by the end of the by the end of the deadline. There's also rumors that Jack Eichel offers are being entertained. I believe that's Pierre LeBron's words, not mine. I'd love to see him go. I don't think it happens. That's my take on that. Well, Pierre LeBron, who is like the shefter of the NHL, so you gotta take gotta take him for his word. Um I mean if we're talking about the biggest sellers, it's probably New Jersey and Buffalo and New Jersey already sold like vital pieces to their franchise. So right. next up is Buffalo yeah. and Taylor Hall is a rental. He signed a one-year contract. It's, do you give up your guy? Do you give up the face of the franchise? Um, I mean, it's kind of like Pittsburgh giving up Crosby, not really because Jack Eichel hasn't reached that level yet, but you're talking about when you think Buffalo Sabres hockey, you think Jack Eichel. There's no other person you think. It's maybe even more similar to if Edmonton were to ship Connor McDavid at this point. If you're thinking about a team who's not able to get it going with one of the best forwards in the league, do you kind of owe it to him to get him out of there? I don't think you do. I mean, they both agreed on the contract that he's under, so – he kind of is obligated to stick to that, but they're not doing him any favors in Buffalo. They're dragging him down right now. It's like Brady with his three, five foot four white receivers. Like he has no help. He has zero help. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's get into the games of the week of which there are four, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> You'll see why. Yeah, so uh, our games ahead. of the week are the Caps and the Bruins play. They play tonight in Capital One Arena, and they play again on Sunday at TD Garden. Um, but in between that series, the Caps and the Bruins play other teams. So that's why there's yeah. four games. Um, so the games of the week are the Caps, the Bruins at Caps tonight, April 8th, as of this recording. And the Capitals at Bruins on Sunday, April 11th, both games at seven. Those are the games of the week. Caps win both, eight nothing both times. Tuca gets canned. Tuca may not even play. Um, I think he's slated to be first game back against Washington. But Yaro is positive right now and Tuca is hurt. So we've had two rookie goaltenders for the last week and they're actually playing really, really well. Yarrow is stunk, too. I would take either of these guys over him this year. He's been absolutely <laughs> terrible. You've been so high on Yarrow. Well, it, it really is super like, and again, this is something we bring up every week, but to have like a capable back of goaltender is so like ridiculously important and rare as we're seeing around the league. Look at how many teams are looking for a goalie at the deadline. Um, so for the past two years, that that's been such a luxury we've had, but I don't know if it's age or he's just having a bad year or COVID, whatever's throwing him off. 
something is doing it because he has looked bad. And Tuca has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. So it's been tough finding consistency for the Bruins. Yeah. So I think, um, I think caps take advantage of that. Well, also the reason that the caps have had so much success against the Bruins, you know, in the past couple of years is because for some reason, Tuca has a mental block when he plays. Yeah. And and Holtby dominated the Bruins too, which is not the whole thing, but it was definitely part of it. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a different dynamic. Um, not only in these two games this weekend, but like moving forward. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Caps take both. I also, I said we weren't going to do power rankings, but I have it pulled up. Dan Rosen, uh, super 16 on NHL.com. Uh, just list off the top five. The abs are at one, which finally they get some credit. Has to be. I think they've won like 11 in a row. Or they're like 11, two, and one in their last however many games that is. Uh, seven, that. one, and two in their last 10. And they are 11, 0, oh, and one in their last 12 yeah. at home. Um, Tampa Bay's at two, not a shock. Uh, Vegas at three. The Hurricanes at four and Florida at five. So the Central has Central three out of the top five teams. Um, and shocker now, Tampa's now third in that division. Um, I don't know. And the Panthers, like the season ended today, the Panthers would win that division, which no chance I would have said at the beginning of the season. So there's five. And the Washington Capitals are six um, because we're the best. And the Bruins are at 12. So 12 working in the mud. We won won the uh, the President's Trophy last year and laid an egg. So. We're just going opposites this year. Yeah. Except the president's trophy curse, like, isn't really a thing anymore. Um, what do you mean? So, well, I guess the lightning close, didn't win it last year. It's, it is still kind of is. No, really. the lightning won it, they were terrible. Well, and then after they didn't win it, they were good. Yeah, but the Blackhawks won two cups, two like two out of their three cups for president's trophy winning seasons. So, yeah, that's true. How about the fact that I called the President's Trophy last year? Remember that? You did? That was awesome. You also said the Bruins would win the Cup, so. But that is that is what I said. <laughs> but this year, they're definitely not going to. So, who, go Bruins. Who wins, who wins your Cup right now? I know we're – oh, also, uh, I don't even know what – never mind. Uh, throw that away. We'll talk about that later. Um, Frozen 4 starts tonight. And I cannot believe we didn't add it in the script. Um, Well, it's because, like, we talked about it the last two weeks and there haven't been any games since we talked about it, which is crazy. So, Minnesota Duluth – let me see. I want to get the games right. I know the four teams, but I don't – Duluth plays UMass. Okay, and then St. Cloud State plays Minnesota Minnesota State, State, who upset Minnesota. Right. So – yeah, I'm switching up. I think St. Cloud State wins it all um, just because they're the underdog. So. UMass beats Minnesota State to win it. <clears throat> go Minnesota. All right. Even though, I, even though I got into that school and decided not to go there, um, I still – I mean, I don't feel an allegiance to you. I feel allegiance to your state. So, go Massachusetts. 
And as a function of Go Massachusetts, Go Minutemen. How's that? For All right. Me? Well, um, just because we go to Clemson and screw University of South Carolina, um, UMass out recruited South Carolina in football this season. Is that true. So, uh, <laughs> Ouch. And Ouch. UMass is so bad at football. So. UMass is is like renowned as one of the worst college football programs in the world. And they out recruited South Carolina, which just feels so good. So I didn't know that. All right. Thank you for telling me that. That's awesome. We're, we're going to go watch the Masters, and uh, we'll see you on next time. Go Cavs. Masters. Who wins the Masters? Um, Spieth. DJ repeats. All right. Yes. No way. We'll see you Plus later. two. Yep. Bye. It's going to happen.